Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the Northampton Chronicles podcast. My name is Daniel Oja along with my other hosts Jack Pickering and Drew Churhan. Special guest for this episode was Jack Murley. Jack is a presenter of BBC Sports LGBT podcast and presenter on BBC Radio Cornwall. Jack was interviewed today by our lecturer Mark Webber. He first tells us how he got into journalism and how his podcast came to fruition. Oh, for me, it's one of those things where I didn't go to university thinking I'm going to get into journalism. It wasn't something that I ever anticipated necessarily doing. I went to um, University of York, did a history and politics degree and just did that because I enjoyed it. And I thought that would be a fun thing to do. And I came out of university with that degree and no clue of what I wanted to do. And I got into journalism because uh, my dad's involved with the local rugby club. And at the rugby club, they've got a community radio station. And I went up there just to do something different, just to sort of see what life was like up there. And I got hooked and I did some news reading and I suddenly realized this was amazing fun and something that that I didn't think was open to me that suddenly had become a path I could pursue. And I'd always loved radio. That's that's my passion. I'd always loved listening to it and hearing great radio, but I never thought it would be open to me till I started doing a bit of community radio station. And and from there, I was hooked. And I've been very fortunate ever since to, to sort of fall into opportunities and make other opportunities happen, that I could make this passion I discovered something that, that was my job. It was great. So sort of the short potted history of it is I was working at Radio Cornwall, then BBC Somerset, and then I went to um, the BBC and the Channel Islands to be the sports producer there. And I had a show five to four to five hours every Saturday, and I was creating content for it in the week. And one of the things I was asked to do when I took the job was to look at the diversity of stories we were covering. And with no disrespect to anyone who came before me, they did a great job. But it was one of the BBC's sort of wider objectives is looking at the type of stories you were getting on air. You might be doing the big clubs, but are you doing community groups? Are you doing different people with different experiences? And I always thought there weren't many LGBT sports stories because as a gay person in sports broadcasting myself, I never saw anyone who looked like me or or had my experiences. So I pitched to my bosses in the Channel Islands, a little 20 minute segment um, for my sports show where we would just chat to someone in sport who was LGBT and they were very supportive and they gave me the go ahead for that. And we did it for about two months. And then I just wanted a little segment on the website where I could put them all in one place. And the BBC said, well, this this could be a podcast, you know. And so we went we went from there. So that's how it came about. And then. I can talk about this if you'd like. We've done various things things to grow it over the years, but but how it came about was from that initial idea on on the linear radio show, as it were. Working as a gay man in the industry, Jack spoke to us about the reaction from other people in the industry. I, I think in those general roles, it, it, no one would have known. Um, it wasn't like I was in the closet. Everyone around me knew, but it wasn't like I was talking about um lgbtq plus issues so i i guess people would have said and i hate this phrase almost you know he passes for straight it wouldn't have crossed their mind that i might be lgbtq plus um when you start talking about those issues there is a certain group of people who will want to um try and stop you and try and stop those conversations being had 
And I think that's something that the organizations are recognizing, social media organizations and the BBC as well. I mean, the top of BBC Sports Twitter feed is sort of their charter saying, you know, we won't tolerate abuse. Um, we want social media and sports conversations to be a safe place for everyone. So um, I, I think there's no doubt that since I started doing the pod, that got that's got worse but I'm not surprised by it. I don't know if that's a very good answer to what, you, what you're asking me, but but the truth is I, I'm not surprised it happens. It happens far more since I started doing the pod than before I did the pod, but I was sort of prepared it would. As it is LGBT month, Jack expresses his feelings on getting stories for the podcast. Yeah, it, it, is, it is difficult. It was more difficult at the start. Um, not just because it's always tricky. You, you're sort of, it's a bit like trying to push a boulder up a hill at the start. You sort of have to try and get it going. But because of the subject matter, because if you look around sport, it's far better now than when I started in 2018. But but when we started, there weren't that many LGBTQ plus people in sport sharing their stories. And people were almost a bit wary of discussing it in some ways. Now, we, we got quite lucky at the start in the sense that we... um had some people who were out and willing to speak like Charlie Martin in motorsport and Tom Bosworth uh, and Lou Englefield from pride sports, lots of great people who were able to talk and that got the ball rolling. So we could go to other people and say, Hey, look, these people have done the pod. They've had a good time. Would you, would you like to come on and do the pod as well? And as more people within the community hear about you, you, you can begin to get more stories. And and like I said earlier, you, you begin to gather more people in. There have been times where you sort of look and you go, I haven't got a single story for next week. I don't, I don't know who I'm going to speak with. And coming back to that regularity thing, that's a moment you get a bit concerned. You get the heebie-jeebies because you don't know if you're going to have a guest for the next week. And my golden rule is something has to go out each week. Um, and then you have other weeks. And, and this month, for example, we usually publish once a week. I think maybe we've been publishing three podcasts a week um, in February because the stories are there and the audience is there and we want to tell them. Um, yes, at, at, at the start, we, we got that a fair bit. We still get it, get it now. And um, as the podcast has grown and more people get involved, you continue to hear it. Um, for LGBT Plus History Month, for example, there's a lot of content being shared on BBC Sport across different platforms, and it, it does come my way. And when you first get it, it, it sort of takes you a little bit by surprise. And I used to quote, tweet, and sort of give it a platform. Now I'm much better at not doing that. Now I, I have sort of coping mechanisms in place. Some of it I try to laugh at and others I just mute. Um, and I try and think as well that, that there's going to be so many people out there, I hope, who are listening to the podcast, enjoying it or just listening, that it's helping. I, I'm not going to focus my attention on social media trolls or people who... um who actively want to do my work down just because you'll never change their mind. You'll never convince them. So don't try, don't engage and move on. But when it, when it's really brutal stuff, it does give you a moment where you sort of have to step outside and clear your head a little bit because I am only human. It, it would hurt anyone. So Drew, hearing what Jack had to say about the social media abuse he's received, how do you feel like we've been helped by avoiding this issue? Social media trolls are something that can affect us very badly. And according to the conversation we had with Jack, 
he used to receive trolls all you on social media he still does about lgbtq but he told that it's a very easy way to get over it and that is social media allows us to report those harmful comments or block those accounts that are trolling us so we can do that with it being lgbt plus month getting athletes to speak about their issues may be a difficult one i don't think they're nervous i think they're realistic i think they are aware and I, and i do say to guests um particularly if we've got a guest where we know the story is likely uh, to be picked up more widely for example where where someone might be talking about their sexuality uh, openly for the first time um a, a gymnast say like luke strong the british champion he came on the podcast last year and spoke to us about his sexuality for the first time you sort of say to them look you know there's a likelihood this might get written up by bbc sport and there's a likelihood it'll be shared on a social media platform that has nigh on nine million followers i just want you to be aware you might get some nastiness back it will pale in comparison to the positivity but i just want you to be aware of that and th they all know they, they all know what might happen we don't twist anyone's arm into talking with us we 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 um people come on because they want to talk with us and I, and I think one of the reasons as well is because we treat their story as a whole i've often said if you're an olympian and you've won an olympic gold medal and you've trained and you've trained and you've trained and you've trained the most interesting thing about you probably isn't your sexuality and they know that if they come on our podcast we will talk about their life in full and sure we'll talk about their sexuality that that's what we do on the pod but it will only be one part of the conversation and i think they respect and and like that and that might be part of the reason we've been going for um as, as long as we have i think we're far better than we were i mean i, I am i said to you before we let everyone else into the meeting you said how am i i said i'm a little knackered because throughout february um, BBC Sport is doing a whole month of LGBT plus sporting content. Now, there is no way when I started this podcast in 2018 that BBC Sport would have been able to do that. And it wouldn't have been a lack of willing necessarily. It just wouldn't have been the fact that the stories were there. Um, so I think the sports industry is 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 so much better than it used to be. And I think athletes are taking more control themselves with, with their social media platforms and and telling their stories in their own way as well. There's definitely ways to go because there's ways to go in society and, and sport and society aren't two separate entities. They link together. Um, and, and, you know, we've been talking about the abuse that people get. You will have people who will legitimately look at sporting governing bodies and ask whether they can be committed to lgbtq plus equality in sport while awarding major sporting events to countries with poor human rights records for the lgbtq plus community so there are legitimate conversations to have but we are so much better as an industry and as a society than, than i think we used to be so jack pickering hearing what jack merley had to say about how far lgbt has come in sport what more could be done to promote lgbt lgbtq plus rights have forever been an issue let alone in sport however campaigns like rainbow laces and racing pride who have teamed up with stonewall have ensured that rights have improved and we are seeing more openly lgbtq plus sportsmen and women jack gives us three things that it will change to promote lgbt more in sports three things I could change. Okay, well, the first thing I would do is I would look to try and bring the same energy to um, covering LGBTQ plus sporting stories 
um, all year round, because I think sometimes there's a perception there are these stories during rainbow laces, and then we really ought to do those stories during Pride Month, and then oh, we should probably do it for LGBT Plus History Month. But as we've shown on the pod, you you can do these stories each and every week if if you are so inclined. So I'd quite like to see that. I'd quite like to see more stories where a person's sexuality was incidental to um to their story rather than the overriding thing. Um, you know, we had Craig Maxwell Keys come on the podcast, the, the Premiership Rugby referee, and he was talking about his sexuality for the first time. The way it was covered in some places was he's doing a big coming out story, and he said, "Well, no, my boyfriend's no, no. You know, I've had a boyfriend for two years. I'm not coming out. I'm just talking about it for the first time." So, um, maybe maybe a bit more nuance in some of the coverage, I think, as well. Those those would be my that's two out of three. I can't think of a third, but I think those would be the two things I'd maybe look at first. Finally, Jack Murley gives our students three tips to have a good career in journalism. Yeah, I mean, the first thing I'd say is I feel for all of you because it, it is a difficult time at the moment. You know, opportunities that may have been coming your way with work experience placements aren't happening because of the pandemic. So I really do feel for you. When you get a foot in a door somewhere, the first thing I'd say is say yes to opportunities you can say yes to. If you're in a position where someone wants you to maybe start a bit earlier or stay later or do something a little bit different, stay, say yes, because you, you don't know where it'll lead. I'd never done any TV till I went to the Channel Islands. And then I said yes to doing a bit of that. And that was great. Now I do TV um, far more often than I used to. So say yes to opportunities. I hate to say this, but be prepared to have to do for free. I think that's just a reality of being in the industry. Um, it's not right. doesn't mean it should be that way. But I think the reality is there's going to be a fair bit of unpaid work in your future as you build your portfolios. And the third thing I'd say is use every opportunity you can. I'm talking for radio, but apply it to whatever you want to do to get experience under your belt, whether that's starting your own podcast, whether that's blogging, whether that's um, you know, TikTok, whatever you may do to build your profile, just have something where you can be creating, even if you have to do it alongside a, a day job that isn't your dream. You know, I photocopied at a solicitor's for a good year walking past a radio station I wanted to work at, but I, I had just a little bit of hope at the radio station by doing a commentary every week, and I was able to, to keep that platform going. So I'd say take every opportunity you can to to make yourself a platform to be creating something. So then when a boss comes knocking or an opportunity comes, you've got something to show. That's all we have time for today. A special thank you to our guest, Jack Murley, for coming on the Northampton Chronicles podcast. Goodbye and see you next week for another new episode.